So you're you're a three-time and, MWA champion then? Yes, I am. Okay, good deal. There's so, been some debate over that, but I write all my matches down, so oh, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so when your uh, wrestling career comes to be as big as like Chris Jericho, you can then oh, say, oh. yeah, whatever. <laughs> be like, Jericho, you weren't the only one who had a successful wrestling career where you wrote down every match. Check this out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I heard him say that. And yes, that's why I did it. It's time. Are you ready? Let's go. Let's start the show. And welcome to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Johnny Cadillac. And guys, I'm once again, I am really excited for this week's episode. Joining me today on the show is gorgeous Alex Gretzky. Alex, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Good. It's, it's good to see you. It's been a little while. You're uh, on a little hiatus from the ring, so we don't get a see your talk as often right now, but it's good to see you again. Yes, likewise. So, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, are you, uh, how, how's things going in your, in your time off right now? I'm assuming you have intention of being back in the ring at some point, correct? Yes, things are going well. Well, right now, I think a lot, everyone already knows that I'm a teacher. Sure. And being a teacher keeps me pretty busy, but my plans are to return in the summer. So good deal. Yeah, no, I mean, let's <laughs> I mean, let's be honest about everything of course, but um I just want to get right into it. Um big big event coming up. Um you're not currently involved in the MW well, don't want to even say involved cuz you're still on the roster. You're still very yes. much MWA talent. I'm not taking MWA that away from you. MWA is home, yeah. Exactly. MWA is home for sure. So even if you're not physically in the ring at this moment in MWA, you're still keeping up with what's going on. You're seeing all the social media posts and things that you can see, correct? Yes, yes, I am. So I, I want to ask you right off the get-go, um, and we'll go all over the place. That's usually how we end up doing things on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk. But right off the bat, so this Friday, a big event in Lincoln, Nebraska, Headline, they had a monumental showdown at the end of our last Lincoln, Nebraska show where Mr. Fitness 2 beat Van Johnson to once again become number one contender. And this time he is getting his one-on-one championship match with champion Brian Blade. Alex, you've been in the ring with both Brian Blade and Mr. Fitness 2. Brian, I know you and him have worked a ton of times against each other. And Mr. Fitness 2, I know specifically, I think you've even worked with Brian recently, but I know for a fact Mr. Fitness 2 was one of, if not your last matches in MWA before your hiatus. Um, so you, I would say, probably have a vested interest. What's your thoughts going into this big match? Well, I think, uh, obviously, Brian Blade is, in my opinion, is my greatest rival. Okay. I've had more matches against Brian Blade than anyone else. Oh, okay. And... Some and I would consider one of some of my favorite matches were against Brian Blade. I can remember uh, Hastings, Nebraska, about ten years ago at this point, when I won my first MWA title. And so Brian, he's always going to be my number one rival, I believe. And uh, Mr. Fitness too. I recently wrestled him 
my most recent matches this summer. And if I'm going to make a prediction, I think it's Fitness 2's time. Oh, okay. So you're you're predicting a new champion then? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay. Maybe with the help of a shake weight. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. But, it, but it's but it's going to happen. <laughs> I know you're familiar with the shake weight all too well, too. Yes, I am. But, no, it's, oh, man, I am so, so excited to be a part of this show and uh, see just how it plays out. They, uh, they've they really been building this, you know, the, and then Brian Blade has the equalizer, Dave Sullivan, in his corner as well. Uh, just so many yes. variables. And then uh, I wouldn't put it past Van Johnson, Levi McDaniel, or somebody to show up who've been working with these guys for quite a while as well as adversaries. Um, but I want to go back less – I'm assuming that's pretty much the gist of your thoughts going into this match, correct? Correct. Okay. Because you said something interesting, and you, you mentioned uh, – I think you said it was – oh, when you won the championship in Hastings, Nebraska from Brian Blade. Um, and yes. I remember – so I put went up – made a plug when we agreed to do this episode and just on Friday I said Alex Gretzky is coming on the Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast and for me I personally first even heard of you through Magnum Pro Wrestling and so I had an abundance of comments from from people following Magnum Pro to MWA for from Huska reminding that he has a pin over you I guess Oh, no, 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 no. That oh. is not true. Okay. Uh, I ended Huska's career. Oh, that's what it was. I saw yes, the word pin. I retired, I retired Huska. Okay. Yes. Donnie Dodge. <laughs> I have a pin over him. Donnie Dodge, yes, Huska, Donnie if Dodge. you're watching, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, I don't remember what you said, but Alex Gretzky is stating the facts here, so feel free to give some yes. rebuttal if you have a thought. But, yes, so you were in the very final match of Huska's career then. That's... That is correct. Okay. and uh, But anyway, there was one comment that stuck out to mind. Kid Kamikaze was in the comments, and I don't know if if this was an MWA event. I'm assuming it was. Um, But he said he was working security, and Alex Gretzky was on the card, and a ton of the audience that night was filled with your students. Yes, yes. Was this that the was same? when I worked in Hastings. Was this yep. the same championship match that you're referring to? or just a Yes, different... it was. Okay. Yes, it was. Well, there were multiple, actually. Okay. I, I defeated Brian in January, I believe, and then in, in the springtime we had a rematch where I defended the title. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. To me, when we come to Lincoln, Nebraska, where, of course, I'm from, I get booed every time I'm in the, in the show there, and... For me, it's it's the exact opposite reaction, I guess, from what I've seen from shows around your neck of the woods, where yes. there's audience members there, and they're like, hey, it's Johnny Cadillac. We love to hate him, so we're going to hate him throughout this entire show. Where, yeah. from what I've seen on your end, it's the exact opposite. And I've, I've, I've never heard a GAG chant louder than when I first worked with you in Auburn, Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> Auburn, man. I to be honest, I don't remember the show. Okay, I believe it was Auburn, Auburn. Nebraska. It was. Uh, it was. So, I'll, I'll get right to it. Of course, I knew you again. I was a fan at Magnum shows, and we'll talk more about Magnum in a bit. But definitely, I I got involved with MWA. Worked with MWA for a couple of years. Brian Blade's a champion, and he has a upcoming triple threat match, tile defense. And this was being dubbed as the 
the retirement match of Alex Gretzky? And, oh, Aurora, Nebraska. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Oh, yes. I'm mixing my yes, A-towns. Aurora, Aurora Two completely yes, different cities, I'm sorry. How could I forget that? And, yeah, uh, I wouldn't forget that. Yes. And, and and I just, I was like, oh, sweet. I'm going to be working with Alex Gretzky, looking forward to it. And so, yes, we were in Aurora, Nebraska. Thank you for the uh, correction yes. there. I needed that. And I, I just knew it was Alex Gretzky's retirement match, and he's getting a championship match. And the crowd in Aurora showed up that night. I've never heard a GAG chant so loud in my life. And yes, and, and then, that was teachers actually mainly. Oh, was it? Okay. My staff members that I that I teach with. But now, from what, Grand Island. What was your What was your mindset going? You hadn't been in an MWA ring in a long time prior to that. What was your mindset going into that match? You have a championship match, but you're also talking about hanging up the boots. What was What was going on in your mind going into that night? Well. To be honest with you, that there there was never any plans for me to hang up the boots. Honestly, was that just? I a, I always knew that wouldn't be my last match. Was that a coup to try to just draw more attendance in? Um, I'm not sure, and maybe I think the the people at the MWA might have thought that I was I was going to hang up the boots. So maybe from their point of view, okay, they thought, enough. okay, this could be his last match. But in my opinion, no, I I didn't think it was going to be it so you showed up that night and your 100 percent intention regardless of what was posted online your intention your purpose was to win the mwa championship that night that night i'm assuming of that was course. your mindset yes <laughs> yes and to and to put on the best performance possible yeah and it, oh, it was one heck of a match too i really enjoyed that and yep and alex gretzky in the end i i didn't think given the circumstances and i didn't know what your that what was being posted online wasn't actually your intention, but I did not think at the end of the night, I said, man, this guy has the support, but I did not think at the end of the night, the words coming out of my mouth was going to be the winner and new MWA heavyweight champion, gorgeous Alex Gretzky. And uh, it was a pleasant surprise for me. And uh, it was, it was a fun moment for me. It was nothing like me too. Me too. Absolutely. And just being from that area where, I mean, you are, I'm not, and but you definitely you had the support of the crowd, and all night you know there was a ton of great MWA stars there, but all night they seemed that their main focus was on one person, and for that name that they were chanting throughout mm -hmm. the entire show to come out in the end and as champion that had to have been an incredible moment for you. Yeah, it was, and that was the my, that was the third time I won won the MWA title. Okay, I remember that. So you're you're a three-time MWA champion then? Yes, I am. Okay, good deal. There's so, been some debate over that, but I write all my matches down, so oh, I know. Okay, yeah. so when your uh, wrestling career comes to be as big as like Chris Jericho, you can then oh, say, "Oh, yeah, whatever." <laughs> be like Jericho, you weren't the only one who had a successful wrestling career where you wrote down every match. Check this out. Yeah, well, <laughs> I I heard him say that, and yes, that's why I did it. Oh, okay, there you go. Were you doing it before then too, or were you always doing it even well, up to that point? He was saying it back in the nineties. Oh, I remember. Okay, you know, I was on the internet in the nineties, and <laughs> he he had all of his matches written down on his website, I believe, and oh, I thought that was a good idea. There you go. So, I mean, have you? Uh, let's talk about Alex Gretzky, the wrestling fan, for sure. Number one, if you're watching on Facebook Live right now, I'm sure you can't help but notice your awesome setup there with the. The figures and everything else you have over there. Look yes. at that. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm a big collector. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say so. Uh, 
Matt Cardona, let's let's talk. But uh, uh yeah, that that's the Michael Jordan of wrestling figure collection. Oh no course, kidding. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, and I mean I have my own fair collection too, but I'm never gonna compare myself to anyone else. Um, because if I want to even try to compare myself to say Matt Cardona or even your epic collection there, I'm going to end up walking away and hiding. But have you, uh, (laughs) have you been a wrestling fan your whole life then? Yes. The, the first time I saw wrestling was when I was seven years old. It was WrestleMania seven. Oh, so I'm the same. I'm the same age as WrestleMania. (laughs) Just so you know, if you ever want to know how old Alex Gretzky is, just say, okay, what WrestleMania number is it this year? Yes, exactly. So I saw Hogan versus Slaughter, Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter for the WWF title and Macho King, Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior in the career match. And yeah, that was my introduction to pro wrestling, WWF. That, that was your, like, did you just have a friend that wanted to watch it and that's how you watched it? Yeah, or? yes, exactly. Okay. And then you were hooked ever since. Definitely. Okay. Yes. So from... From your early days at the age of seven, do you remember who like who your favorite or some of your favorites were at that point then? Well, of course you gotta go Hogan, Warrior, and Savage. Okay. Then a little bit later, Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, those Fair enough. Those are some uh, names for sure. Even, Rick Flair, of course. Okay. So were you were you a typical like child wrestling fan where you just want, like, at least early on that you always had to support the, the good guys and boo the bad guys, or did you have an appreciation for the, the heels as well at, at that early of age? Well, I think I was the, I always went for the good guys. Okay. But I think I, Ric Flair was a favorite of mine to hate, though. Oh, fair enough, because I, I yeah. do remember specifically you mentioning Ric Flair in that list of stars. I was thinking, you know, Macho King Randy Savage was the heel going into that match at WrestleMania 7, but then in the end, with, with Sherry turning on him and everything, and the embrace oh, yeah. with Miss, Miss Elizabeth, that heel run didn't last much longer. No, that that is one of the greatest moments ever for me. <laughs> it's like, you, you didn't necessarily have a vested interest before that day, but then... It's one of those moments you at least remember. Yes. And then, of course, after I became a fan, I would I went back and did my research on all the previous WrestleManias and everything. Okay, Like yeah. a good fanboy should, <laughs> right? <laughs> my whole thing is, like, I have, and this is the controversial Johnny Cadillac take when it comes to life in general. This isn't with just wrestling. It's with movies and a lot of things. But um, for me, it's harder for me generally speaking now there are certain circumstances where this isn't the case but you know i'm 33 years old and for me it's i i don't watch a lot of things that are older than i am um when it comes Mm -hmm. to wrestling i'm kind of you know they talk about those early days of wcw starcade and i've tried to watch some of it and i just don't get into it as as much with the exception of i i've watched every wrestlemania i've watched every survivor series and SummerSlam too but uh, WrestleMania, of course, started in 85, and so a little bit before my time. So I'm like, well, with wrestling, I, I can't watch anything older than WrestleMania 1. So I'll go a little bit older than yeah. how I am. But, that, like, anything older than that, like, don't don't sit me down and be like, hey, watch this awesome Bruno San Martino match, because chances are I may not enjoy it as much. And it might be shocking to some right. with how big of a wrestling fan I am, but that's just kind of been my take, again, in life in general. There's... Plenty of classic movies I've seen that are older than me, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, the the 
Back to the Future movies, the early ones, and the Rocky movies. But for the most part, even then, like I don't watch a lot older than I am. Yeah, well, I think WrestleMania 1 would be a good starting point, though, if you're going to cut it off. Exactly, yeah. But I, I'm sure you still have a respect for what Bruno did, though. Oh, most definitely. But yeah, it was just... It was just a different different style than you're used to. And, Maybe a little bit slower. And I think if I watched the Bruno stuff at an earlier age, because even then I go back nowadays and I'll watch some of like the, the classic WCW things from when I was a kid. And as an adult, I don't enjoy it as much. But that's because wrestling has changed so much since then. And like things like all the high-flying and crazy spots you see nowadays was just unheard of back then. Or maybe it would happen yeah. at max like once a night or something, and so it, it's yeah. definitely evolved. And I that's think... a style I always liked, though, for me personally. What, was the older the style? high flying? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, that style. high flying, even yeah. okay. Back in the back when it wasn't as common as it is now, there were always a few guys that did it. So yeah, I always had an appreciation for that style. But I mean, even but... then, like you didn't have Macho Man Randy Savage or Ricky Steamboat in every match of the card either. So. Right, right. And, you know, I just like a little bit of every style mixed in. Fair enough. So, I mean, so I guess, I mean, are you able, are you different than I am? If you went back and watched an old Bruno San Martino match, would you enjoy it for what it was and understanding that wrestling was a different product back then? Or what would be your thoughts like going into something like well, that? Well, I, I'd, I'd go in with a mindset to enjoy it for sure. But it's, to be honest, it's not something something i go back and watch not a lot of bruno stuff okay you're it's right. just it's it's just hard to watch yeah i agree and then tomorrow and if you're in the mood to watch a old uh random movie or random past wrestling show you're like okay i can't watch anything older than johnny cadillac forget your own age which i mean i guess we're only a couple <laughs> years apart but <laughs> yeah about five years yeah but no it's uh i don't know hopefully i didn't warp yours or any other opinions oh, no. of- ones listening or watching this episode but that's the uh johnny cadillac controversial take a lot of people give me crap about that but i guess it's just who i am (laughs) yeah it's your opinion yeah you got a right to it again you 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 do have two jobs You, you are in the ring mostly during the summer times and then you are you're a teacher as well i mean was that always was your dream job kind of growing up that were you thinking both both fields i don't know if you were always wanting to be a spanish teacher or what was kind of your mindset growing up like when did you want to be involved with the wrestling business and other things oh well i always wanted to be involved in the wrestling business always wanted to be a wrestler and okay but at the same time i also realized that getting getting an education is a good thing to be able to fall back on just in case you know so yeah i'm glad that i got an education yeah so, and then, I mean, I guess was, what I, I, you know, I want to talk about your personal life a little bit. Like, when when was it that, like, being a Spanish teacher was kind of your calling there then? Well, I would say when I was in college, I just realized that I had a talent for le- learning languages, specifically okay. Spanish. So it was a college So it, I just kind of naturally came into it. So if you get a Spanish degree, it makes sense to be a Spanish teacher. So yeah, that's kind of what happened. Now, but, you- I was, but I was wrestling already too before i was a teacher oh there you go there you go okay yeah. so have you have you put your degree use have you been to like spanish-speaking countries and everything as well yes i've been to mexico twice okay once in 2008 once in 2010 and i've been to spain also in 2014 
Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, I'm glad. And you know, I, you you and I have worked some lucha shows together, or yes, a couple yes. of, where you know the majority of the crowd and the wrestlers there are Hispanic. And so for me as a ring announcer who really only is comfortable with English, it's hard for me to try to get their information and be like, all right, what's your yeah. name? And, oh, I know. And uh, do you speak Spanish? Uh, no, I don't. So what's your name? <laughs> and uh, yeah. But then I, I've seen you conversing with, with a lot. I mean, that's where, to your credit, where you can take the best of both your worlds and you're able, because a lot of wrestling is communication. So you, there's not really a language barrier there, I'd feel. No, there's not. Yeah. The only thing is sometimes the names of the moves in Spanish, I might not know, not all of them, oh. but they, they didn't, they, no. they didn't have a, a Spanish class when you were in college. That was just about wrestling terminology. They did not. Oh. But so like a power bomb, a power bomb is la desnucadora. That's the name for power bomb. And that would be an example. I know that word, but there's a lot of other ner uh, names I might not know for a move. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm just, I didn't, I didn't know, and this is what I love about doing this podcast. And there's certain times I just want guests on, and I knew, like I've told you before, you were one I've always wanted to have on the show. We will get more into your wrestling career in a moment here, but there's so many times where I'm like, okay, I don't really know what we're gonna talk about, but that's okay because I, I know this individual and I trust them. We're gonna have a good conversation. Yeah. So for if you were, I, told I, ha me, I can always talk. That's there, sure. there you go, and that that provides for an even better podcast. I'd be it'd be awkward if you didn't talk, and then we like, all right. Yeah. Joining me today is I gorgeous Alex Gretzky. Hi, how you doing? Good. <laughs> like, thank you <laughs> for not being so short You're with your welcome. answers. <laughs> but anyway, so um, let's see. So, I, I, did you did you get your wrestling start in MWA? Then is that where? No, I didn't actually. Okay. I started in uh, the IWS. Okay. The IWS was a wrestling promotion in Grand Island. I was just going to ask you where they were located. Yeah, and it was it was April two thousand seven when I when I got when I went to the independent wrestling school, which was owned and ran by Jose Gonzalez, Tequila okay. Sunrise. Not sure if you've ever heard of him, but yeah, that day I went. He's originally from Cuba, and he grew up in Florida, and he he was a wrestler in Florida, and then he came to to Nebraska and started a wrestling school. Okay, that that's great. And so, did you? Uh, I mean, they're they're not still around nowadays, though, are they? Oh no, no. They we ran from two thousand seven to two thousand nine. Oh, so two years. <laughs> yeah, and Grand Island, and we did a little. A little bit in Iowa, but okay. I'd say our heyday was in Grand Island. We we packed some buildings, but we also had our share of failures too. I have to admit. Yeah, no, and I mean honestly, anybody who has looked to start a wrestling organization, and I mean there was there was so much criticism. I know from like an AEW standpoint, and Jericho talks about it all the time, where like you just hear of of somebody saying, I want to start this like wrestling startup company and we're going to be so good. And then it's like, well, are you going to, because a lot of people have that intention, but then it's another yeah. completely different ball game to follow through and have something that lasts and that catches the eyes of fans like around the world or around the area in this case. And yeah, um, 
I have I have to admit that that's a dream of mine though is to start a wrestling promotion for sure. Okay. Of course, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, if you're ever looking for a ring announcer, you know I always want to expand my craft. (laughs) Oh, of course, (laughs) definitely. You you know you would be the guy. I appreciate that. And that was, I I, oh man, I want to fast track a little bit, a a little over a year ago, about a year and a half ago, you and I worked an MWA show in Elgin, Illinois, and it was my first time working in the state of Illinois in general and it was I mean they they did everything to prep this show to be as big as as it was we had from AEW both Lance Archer and the Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels on the show and I was co-ring announcing that night and so I was working with the other ring announcer and I I was just like okay well we have two two world-renowned talent coming into this show so ideally, mm-hmm. it makes sense that we just we split the matches evenly. One of us does the Lance Archer match, the other one does the Christopher Daniels match. And I went ahead and I volunteered for the Christopher Daniels match because I think nothing against Brian played and Lance Archer that was that was an incredible match itself. But like yes, there's something it dr- just drew me that I was like I I want to do the Christopher Daniels match. But a lot of why I wanted to do that wasn't just because of Christopher Daniels is who his opponent was too. And you know I went and I posted my introduction for both gorgeous Alex Gretzky and Christopher Daniels on YouTube, TikTok, and I've I've had a lot of hits on it. So uh, kudos there, even though it was just an entrance. So sorry to the fans that watched that and that all they saw was your entrances. But um, I guess let's just talk about that that night though. Um, I guess what I was trying to say though is that's where I knew kind of the working relationship you and I had because I said, you know, Alex is, he's one of the guys I, I like to do the intro for. And, and you just told me you, you didn't have anything against the other ring announcer that night, but you're like, I don't know him, but I know you and I have that chemistry. So I know yeah. uh, you pretty much told me that you could put your trust into me doing your intro for you. And you knew I was going to get it right. And that was, just that that little level of respect that or the level of respect you showed me that day was what I carried on more than anything and made that that night awesome. Despite the fact that I ripped my pants for my suit and tried to have to hide this <laughs> massive rip, um, <laughs> it still made it one of the most memorable experiences I've had in the wrestling business to date. Just because it it showed that I earned my respect with some wrestlers, and that's why I took the longest way out of everything. Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. So. I glad even though I struggled at that that's one time I could think of and of course it's the one time I have on video where gorgeous Alex Gretzky and I had trouble getting the X part of Alex I was like Alex and <laughs> but it was still I didn't notice I didn't notice though <laughs> well the, anyone's biggest criticism is their as themselves I'd say true so, true yeah um anyway like Take take us back to that show. You know, I talked about it on my end, but what was it like for your end when you found out you were going to be wrestling Christopher Daniels that night? Were you a, a kid in the candy store? What was going on in your mind? Oh, man, I trained really hard for that match. I wanted to do the best I could. I did a lot of running and wanted to be in the best shape possible. And when I got there that day, I was so nervous. Man, <laughs> Christopher Daniels, to me, is a legend. And Absolutely. I remember, I remember him versus AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe and TNA and oh man one of my favorite matches ever so getting to wrestle him was was a dream come true yeah and to win was even better but I was so nervous I was freaking out and yeah 
and then it was and, great. and you I got loved it. you got a win and then you know you went on to tell more of a story you were involved a little on uh, later on in the show which set up for a, another rematch between you and Brian Blade so Alex Gretzky yes. was for multiple reasons very prominent in that show that night yes yes and man one of my favorite memories and even the the show the next month too in Elgin was was another huge one for me Absolutely. Well, because you, you went on, you worked twice at that next show, didn't you? Yes. So it was me versus Brian Blade, and it was a great match. He won, but we wrestled, I would say, almost a half hour. And then, wow. then I can't exactly remember what happened, but something happened where it became a tag team match. It was me and Austin Ray versus James Storm and Brian Blade that involved Eric Bischoff, too. Absolutely. Yeah, and, that was... And yeah, just being able to be there with Eric Bischoff, another Eric Bischoff is to me a, a, another one of my favorites. I listen to his podcast a lot, and I got to tell him that day too that I'm a I, big I, fan. I was I was with him uh, when you said 83 that. weeks. You introduced yourself and you said I listen to 83 weeks every week. <laughs> hey, it's true. It's true. And so shout out to Eric Bischoff. We know you're watching and or oh, listening. Oh yeah, I'm sure he so. is. <laughs> Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast making big numbers here. Eric Bischoff, thank you for listening and watching. If you are, yeah. you're appreciated, and we both enjoyed working with you that night. <laughs> oh yes, we did. It was it was an honor for sure. So, but also it was an honor to work with James Storm absolutely. and Brian Blade too. That Brian and I that night both probably had to have wrestled about an hour. Oh, absolutely. between the two yeah. matches, and then because then that, no, I guess. That tag team match still ended up not being the show closing main event, but it was definitely a headline match that just yeah unannounced ahead of time. But yeah, I love the matches too. There you go. So let's let's talk more about just your your wrestling career then as a whole. Um, again, I I've alluded alluded to it a few times already. I was a fan. I wasn't involved really in the in the pro wrestling business. Yeah, I did a little bit of a stint in the backyard. But once my time there Me was... Me too. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, yes. I'm a backyard veteran too, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know that about you, but... It's true. It's like the biggest curse word in the wrestling business, backyard wall. Um, that's how I started, you know. You could also consider it to be called kids playing, I suppose. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I wasn't... I didn't do a whole lot of the crazy things. Maybe when I became a teenager, I did a few jumping off the of roofs and things like that. But <laughs> and I remember specifically for the group that I was involved with, uh, I I just heard there was a backyard group, and I just wanted to I wanted to get the practice in. I was a, a play-by-play announcer for them, and I mm-hmm. just and so I was like, okay, this is backyard wrestling. So I went there, and right away, noticed they had a ring, and I said, okay, is this backyard wrestling? Is there going to be blood every match, like and like all these like ridiculous hardcore spots? And they said. No, like there's definitely a a stereotype with the word backyard wrestling or the words and that's yeah. where I understand where people in the wrestling business kind of shy away from that. But for this organization, it was it was literally it was backyard wrestling because it took place in the backyard, but they they had a ring in the backyard, they wanted to focus their matches on the ring and it, it just mm-hmm. wanted to do everything that any other independent pro wrestling w- group would do other than the fact that it just happened to be in somebody's backyard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so yeah, good to know. Um, but yeah, so I I uh, did the backyard thing for a few years, and then eventually I, you know, I I thought kind of my, 
ambitions of working in the wrestling business. Uh, never thought I'd be a ring announcer. I was always, it was always my really? goal was to be an announcer. And um, I had that's an a good goal too. Thank you. Had an opportunity and later maybe on. Maybe you could still do that too. There you go. Yeah, I mean, never say never for sure. But mm-hmm. for me, it was. But I was always a fan, and I was hearing rumblings of Magnum Pro Wrestling and how great Magnum Pro Wrestling is, and they just had AJ Styles at a show, and he worked oh, yeah. this guy named Jason Strife. That was awesome. And, uh, so that great was match. Still that was before my match. time. And that was my first time going to Magnum. Really? That when AJ, AJ Styles, I heard AJ Styles was going to have a seminar in okay. Omaha. So I contacted Jason Strife. I didn't know him. And I wanted to be a part of it. And, and I saw him and AJ wrestle that night. Oh, what a great match that was. But being able to share a locker room with AJ Styles, ooh, that was awesome. I'm sure And, it was. and to train with him, too. We did a seminar. Uh, I, I think we had a, like, JC Slater and I, I believe, had a little match in front of AJ for the seminar, really? I believe. And, and a lot of the people on the Magnum roster were in that seminar, too. Did, did AJ give you praise for that match? Or was it just, like, all criticism? Or how'd that work out? Oh, uh, AJ, um, I don't really remember. He, oh. he wasn't, he didn't criticize anyone though. No, okay. he was just so nice to everyone. Good. That, that's so great to hear. And, you know, I've met AJ Styles once before, just strictly as a fan, but you could tell the dude's a very genuine person. And, uh, I'm yes, sure it was, it was sure. absolutely incredible just to be able to share a locker room with him and work with him like you got to that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. And so anyway, so I come later on and I know you were a part of the show. This man with the manager with a mirror holding the mirror, gorgeous Alex Gretzky. Yes. Couldn't take his eyes off of that mirror and wearing the pink and purple trunks and everything. I was like, couldn't remember who you worked that night, what you did. I, but I definitely remembered the gimmick, remembered the character. And, you know, I came back to Magnum shows for a while. This was, I think it was right after, I think, was it? Um, Stephen Richards had won the championship or something, and then oh yeah, and, and I then that. like the next show, he ended up not being able to show up, and then ended up never showing up again. And so it was that next hmm. show was when I was at. And okay, I do remember Stephen Richards coming in, and and I did a seminar with him too. Okay, because I think and even I, I then, don't I think I don't remember who he wrestled though. Were you, I think it was Jason Strife, I believe. Was Stephen Richards and Drew McIntyre there the same night? Yes, that was the same night. Yeah. Okay. But I, I just knew I of... believe Drew wrestled Devin Thomas, I believe, that night. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I remember hearing about it. And I think Devin Thomas, I've never got to work with him. I know he has very like he has a background with MWA too. Um Yeah, oh he's he's really good. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's I, really good. I know he definitely he was one of the talent. It was like the three names I really remember from four names I remember because he can't forget about Jason Strife himself, and then there was the country. Oh I yeah, suppose. another one that's really good too, Jason but, Strife. Yeah, absolutely. But then it was Devin Thomas, it was Alex Gretzky, and it was Red Wing. Those were the the three. Oh, names. Red Wing. Yeah, Red Wing was awesome. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, you you had a you had a gimmick there that stuck more like i don't think i ever saw i never saw you as a baby face until i started working with you in mwa when you worked as a face here there but like i mean was this the gorgeous alex gretzky and coming out with the mirror and having your face on your own championship belt was this kind of your vision for yourself or did somebody else pitch um it to you? yeah so my my gimmick before 
I came to Magnum and became gorgeous Alex Gretzky was Alex the Great. And yep. it more or less was just kind of the hometown baby face. Okay. More or less. Good good wrestler, tried to do a lot of athletic moves, things like that. Then I came to Magnum and they kind of wanted me to go more the entertainment side of it. And so they gave they I believe Jason Strife said he thought I looked like Wayne Gretzky. And oh, okay. And then they're like going to call me gorgeous Alex Gretzky. Uh, I believe that was Mikey Danger who told me that. Okay. He might have came up with the name. I'm not exactly sure. But I started building myself as a heel. And I loved it. With the mirror, the the belt that I made out of pink duct tape and put pictures of myself on. Oh, yeah, that okay. was my idea. So you made that they, belt. They let, me, they let me be creative. They came up, they told me kind of what they wanted me to do, be gorgeous Alex Gretzky, an arrogant heel in love with himself. And and I I did it and I made it my own. I mean, did you, uh, I, it makes sense with the gimmick, but were you expecting to have a valet then at that point? I believe it was Farah. Or was, was was that pitch to you yes, like, hey, I, if you're gorgeous, we've got to give you a valet now. Yeah, I thought of it as a, hey, if they're giving me a valet, that means they, they're liking what I'm doing. And of course, gorgeous Alex Gretzky didn't really pay much attention to his valet either. He no. was because he was so focused on himself. But I loved having her as a valet, and <laughs> I would do things like put her in front of the my opponent, so I hide behind her, things like that. Uh, yeah, it was good, but it didn't last very long. Dastardly heel moves. <laughs> she but... was she was she wasn't there very long, but uh, okay, just a few shows. I want to say that first Magnum show I was at, though she was there with you, and then the first few. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was, uh, now did you ever, when you want to get more involved, uh, I guess, so you were just Alex the Great then? You didn't have a last name before then? Nope. Okay. I didn't. So when I first started, I was Alexander the Great oh. and, and I came out in a toga. Oh, <laughs> Jose, my trainer gave me that name. So, okay, there you go. So you, all the things we learned here on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast. Now, yeah. I mean, so you, you did some big things. Uh, because you worked some big world renowned stars as Alex, uh, gorgeous Alex Gretzky and Magnum, didn't you? Well, I got to wrestle Mike Seidel. Okay. And that was an awesome match. I really liked working against him. I got to wrestle Eugene. And oh. then later on, I wrestled for Eugene's promotion, too. Oh, that's that's even better. Okay. Yeah, in South Dakota. Right. So that's the the blessing of geography there is, you know, he comes, works the show, it's not too far away. And then, uh, um, I mean, was it working with him that, like, did he pitch to you to come up to Sioux Falls? Or do you ask him how get getting to work I there? I think the, I, was in, I was in with the Magnum guys at that time, and he just brought a bunch of us Magnum guys in. And I remember getting to work with Sin Bodie. Okay. There. And I really love the fans there in Sioux Falls. They were really passionate fans and yeah, I loved it. So, um, and now, and oh, we'll get back to MWA here in a second, because of course that's how I, I got to know you. Um, but yeah. so Alex Gretzky and has the mirror. Did you ever picture that this would turn into having a tag team with Michael Monsoon called the hard foundation and of course let's not forget about your manager snowflake tell 
tell us about this yeah. time in your in your magnum tenure oh it was fun we were it was it was goofy but we the fans were really behind us and i remember when we won the tag team titles it was a really a special moment yeah i <sighs> i really have fond memories of the hard foundation the, the number one and i hope those guys are doing well okay I, I've talked to Snowflake somewhat recently, not too recently, but Monsoon, I've never talked to him since he disappeared. Huh. But I hope he's doing well. Well, Michael Monsoon, if you're listening or watching this, yes. I echo the sentiment. Yeah, we hope you're he doing was, well. He was such a funny guy. He was such a funny guy. I love being around him. That That's that's so great. And, uh, I, oh, no, your guys' theme song. I've heard that song way too many times since then, and I can never get it out of my head because every time I hear the song, I think of your guys' entrance more than anything else. Yeah, Careless Whisper. Careless Whisper there... by George Michael, I think it okay. is. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't tell you the name of it, but I knew uh, if you knew the name, the listeners would be like, oh, yeah, I know that song. And Yeah. It's just a, it's an interesting image for sure, the a hard foundation and coming out with your baby oil and – and with that song and and snowflake everywhere it's uh <laughs> but you know we're both smiling about it because clearly it was a fun time for you too yes definitely it was so i mean you were involved with mwa before before this point as well though weren't you yes i started with mwa in 2009 i think okay i met i met those guys in 2009 Brian Blade, Austin Storm, and the Recycler. Yep. Uh, actually, they came. They came to an IWS show. So there was a show in Skyler, Nebraska, I believe. And Jose, my trainer, Tequila Sunrise, got booked on it. But I wasn't on it, so I didn't go. But that's when he met Brian, and he was telling me about Brian. And then I was like, "You should call him and tell him to come to our show, and we can meet these guys." Because I kind of saw the IWS was was dying so maybe i wanted to find another promotions so and that's what happened that's how i met those guys have you have you had i'm seeing in the comments and i you know i only know so much of your your wrestling tenure to date have you worked with ryan romantic too much i have not but I've, i've met him at shows okay so you're you're familiar with him and i know he's he's busy making a name for himself around the state in the in the independent pro wrestling scene too so shout out to ryan romantic who of course this upcoming friday i'd love to wrestle him though of course someday there you go ryan romantic if you're still listening but uh he says talk about what the people want to hear about the christmas chaos open challenge have you ever been in an open challenge situation like issuing a challenge or i'm maybe accepted have you been in something (laughs) like this before have i issue the challenge yeah definitely so you've issued can't open think of it. i can't put my finger on a specific okay. moment i mean where's your where's your stress level at that time though like you know, understanding that anybody could be walking through that curtain at that moment <laughs> it would be very stressful that's for sure <laughs> but i mean he he seems to be ready for it and it's a it's it's christmas so it's festive but uh <laughs> shout out to ryan romantic in the comments i let your uh, voice Hello, be Ryan. heard there. And so, there you go. And Alex said he would like to work with you someday. So we're this, this summer, you know, I would love to. There you go, covering all our bases here. And um, so, okay, so yeah, so you uh, you got involved with. I was wondering, 
you said IS. I don't want to IWS. IWS. I had ISW in my head, so I had the letters right, just the wrong order. And um, but okay, so then when they closed down, then you still had access to being able to wrestle just through that MWA involvement with the shows. Then yeah, but the good thing about the IWS was we had a training school that we could go to anytime we wanted to and train in the ring whenever we wanted to, which was very helpful early on to me. No, no kidding. Then, then when I started in the NWA, that was kind of when I started hitting the road, going uh, all over place, places with Brian, especially Brian, Austin Storm, the whole gang, the MWA gang. Where, where's the furthest you've traveled for a wrestling booking? Um, I believe one time, Levi McDaniel, Austin Storm, Brian Blade, and myself, we drove to Canada. Oh. We had a, we had a, a show in Canada. I remember the match that I had wasn't very good, but okay. hey, I can say I wrestled in Canada. There you go. You you can say you... it was in Man- Winnipeg. No, not it was in Manitoba, Canada. Yeah, well, Winnipeg's in Manitoba, but okay, yeah. Like and the... uh, I go ahead. I suppose another time that I traveled kind of far was when I went. I went to a Ring of Honor tryout. Oh, did you really? Not a tryout, like a training camp. Okay. This would have been in 2014. That was in Pennsylvania at the Bristol, I think it was, at Ring of Honor's training center. Two okay. day thing. And what what you said two thousand fourteen? Yes. I guess most specifically, did you get a meat cheeseburger? Yes, I yeah, I did. He was there. Yeah. Uh, shout and out. also you know Cheeseburger? Yeah, he's uh I don't know him well, but he uh, was there. No, shout out to Cheeseburger. Uh, he was on yeah. when when the Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast took to the official audio podcast format. He was on episode two of Caddy Chat. Really good friend of mine. And I okay. Uh, if you ask Brian Blade, I will not shut up about getting Cheeseburger booked on an MWA show. Um, yeah, because I mean, I just he's never worked in Nebraska. I've never been able to work hmm. a show with him. Um, but it's so I we both have these dreams and aspirations, and one day I'm gonna yeah. get Brian to cave, and I think it's just a matter of like you know booking his fight and everything. But uh, that's still yeah. my goal. So Brian Blade, I know you're listening or watching. Um, I'm not stopping. <laughs> we got to get Cheeseburger yeah, on the show. Well, get, let's get him there. Yes. So maybe, maybe. Um, some other people that were there were like Jay Lethal, okay. the Briscoes, Mark and Jay, Kevin Kelly, and Delirious. Yeah, so that was uh, probably the two farthest, Canada and Pennsylvania. There you go. I mean, what was, like, talking about your tryout or your training seminar, then what, what was the experience? Was it, like, was it one of the best things you were able to do for your career then, up, at least up to that point? Um, I just, I, I think so, yeah. Any chance to get better, a two-day training seminar with Ring of Honor was definitely a good way to get better. Uh, yeah, no, and I mean, I, and it was a. It, from what I remember, it was a tag team seminar too. So okay, did they did they book a partner with you then? Yes, they did. It was a guy named Lou Crank. I remember that. All right, there we go. So, shout shout out to him. Absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, I guess so. Nowadays, and again, you you know, you don't get to be in the ring quite as often as you'd like because you, you know. You you have a real life outside the ring too, very much so. You're yes, a yes. Spanish teacher, and um, I'm glad to see that you still have that passion, still have that fire. Where when you can, that you do want to and you do get involved. Um, I think that's 
that's the easiest way to do it is I do it sparingly. And every time I have a match, I always want to have, make sure I have a good one. Yeah. No. And I, I always, it's just, if for me, it started as a fan of yours and um, just cause you were, you were that gimmick that stuck out and that you remember <laughs> those gimmicks that stick out and you had some really good matches. And so I was so excited when I saw Alex Gretzky on the MWA bill and I said, Oh, I'm, I'm going to be working with Alex. This is going to be great. And so I was very fortunate that we were able to strike our friendship from there. Um, so when you do get in the ring, is besides you know you've worked uh, Bobo, he plays lucha shows. Otherwise, yes. is is MWA about the only uh, organization that you do wrestle for these days? Well, it, it seems that way, yeah. But well, I I guess I I wrestled for the the Midwest Mexican Wrestling this summer. Okay. Also in Grand Island, we had a lucha show on Fourth Street in Grand Island. Oh, there you go. So I have a long history with them too, but mainly it's the MWA. Yeah, but I would wrestle somewhere else too, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I it's just, just I, like I said, MWA is home. Yeah, you can always you can always go home. If if I want to wrestle in this every summer, you know, it seems like that's okay. You can always go home. There you go. There you go. Yeah. And I mean, I know you're always welcome in MWA. Very well respected in the locker room. Um, not just from myself, but thank you from our peers. So um, I have a couple of questions kind of wrapping things up. Number one, what are some of, do you still have goals for the pro wrestling scene? Yes, of course. Well, like I said, a, a goal would be for me to start a promotion. Someday. Oh, yeah. You did you know, say I that. would love to be able to do that. But just have some more matches. I'd love to wrestle some more names. Um, I feel like Brian Blade and myself have unfinished business, as always. You know, we'll never not be rivals. So, so say, say, going back to what we talked about at the beginning of this interview, if Mr. Fitness 2 is able to get the three count or the submission or whatever, and at the end of Friday night is holding the MWA championship over his head as a new champion... Now, summer is still, you know, about half a year away uh, before you'll be involved again. Do you expect, if you're going to go back up and try to compete in the title picture, do you expect Mr. Fitness 2 to be on the other end of the ring, or do you think Brian Blade or somebody else will win it by that point? What's, do you have a thought process in this kind of thing? I think, I think Fitness 2 is going to beat Blade, and I think I'll be facing Fitness 2 this summer. Okay, so... Well, and, I, and you know, we did reiterate that you you had your confidence, or at least your your thoughts on Fitness Two for this week. But then that does show that not only is he going to be the new champion, but he's going to hold on to that title for a while. Yes, that's what I think. Until I take it from him. Until yeah. you take it from him, I love that confidence there. Um, the other <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about. Anytime we have MWA talent on the show, um, I I want to pay pay my respects and give others the opportunity to do the same for one of one of my best friends in the wrestling business uh somebody who has earned his respect in the business a long time ago chief out of kula kula mm -hmm. he uh his wrestling career is just about done i think he only has one or two bookings up upcoming left um what has chief meant to you and do you have any words you want to say to chief at this time well, when I think of Chief, I think of, yeah, that's a veteran. He's been wrestling for a long time, a very long time. And and although I have not gotten to work with Chief a lot, 
we I've shared a locker room with him and he's always an enjoyable person to be around. I believe the first time I met him was at a random show in North Dakota somewhere. And that's when I first met chief. And then later on in the MWA, got to share a locker room with him. Always a very cool guy. Yeah. I mean, he has plenty of jokes up his sleeve for sure. Always a smile on his face, but Mm -hmm. uh, somebody I've, I've enjoyed working with, and I'm glad you echo the same sentiment there. Yes. So, uh, well, do you have any other any other plugs or shout-outs you want to do at this time? I'm going to wrap things up, and I want to give the floor to you. Or do you have a message for the fans or anything you'd like to share? Well, I'd just like to say, of all the people that I talked about today on the show, shout-out to all of them and, and all the people that I didn't get to talk about. If your name didn't come up, you know, you're still part of the story, too. Well, shout out to you. You say still part of the story too, which clearly means we're going to have to have you back My on the story. show at some point. We, yeah. Oh, anytime. So yeah. much more we can talk about. We, I mean, we could talk about the wrestling we've watched. We could talk more about stories you've had in the ring. But you are, I'm gonna go ahead and let you know right now. You are always welcome back on the show, Alex. Okay. Well, I would love another chance to come on. Yeah. Of course. And and like I said, I talk about anything current product, you know, indie stuff, anything. All right. We could talk about your favorite Bruno San Martino match as well. But <laughs> Well, probably, uh, I don't know what that would be. <laughs> so, well, maybe you'll have <laughs> some research Superstar Billy to do. Graham, probably. Maybe, maybe yeah. I have research to do. I think that's more of <laughs> But I, yeah. I do, do want to thank you for coming on today. I want to give a shout-out to my Facebook producer, Ryan Johnson, uh, been my right hand man throughout this entire process of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast, and I really do appreciate him and being willing to work with me on this. Uh, NRG Media Digital Director Kenny Larrabee for all the work he does behind the scenes um, and uh, the work he's continuing to do. I don't know where this show the show wouldn't be without him. So shout out to Kenny as well. And then of course, once again, thank you to guest this week. Gorgeous Alex Gretzky. It was a fun conversation for me, brother. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And until next time, because there will be a next time for you. But uh, thank you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But, yeah, thank you for watching, watching, listening to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast. Of course, I am Johnny Cadillac. And until next time, we will see you then. Have a great week.